0: Invest in yourself because you are always going to be the product that you're selling to anybody for any scenario in your life. So be happy with the product that you are producing. Be happy with yourself, your brain, your work ethic, your talents, your skills. Be happy with all those things. And to also showcase your pride and allow it to be something that where it can fuel you, but it can also fuel others. Like those, those are ultimately like my most. Valuable lessons that I've learned.
1: Welcome back to the Model Memo. In this episode, I chat with model Alexis Reed. We discuss everything of her life as a fashion designer, being a full time model, her experience achieving a versatile presence and portfolio as a model, her experience working with Playboy, working and representing yourself as a freelance model, and so much more. So let's get the memo thank you so much for being here I have looked up to you for quite some time now I find you just so innovative with every project that you do you're such a multifaceted woman
0: and I'm just so excited to have you on the show well thank you I'm happy to be here and I had no idea that um you were a fan because I feel like the feeling's mutual for you so well thanks (laughs) I appreciate that
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely so really diving into your journey Can you just tell us, how did you start modeling, and when did you really begin in this industry?
0: So, I started modeling when I was about, I want to say, 18. Um, I was told when I was younger that I should be a model. Like, everybody just kept on telling me I needed to be. But being young, I was just kind of, like, not really getting navigated toward a lot lot of things. I was just more or less focused on, like, finishing school and taking care of my siblings because I have – many siblings. And um, in that regard, like that was always my priority. I wasn't really like worried about, okay, what's going to come for me? What's what's next? So it kind of turned into this whole thing near college, because um, in high school, just again, trying to take care of grades and family and whatnot. Nice. So in regards to that, when I was about nine years old, I started like sewing anything that I could, like whether it be pillows, blankets, my own clothing um, that my parents would purchase for me. And at some point I started to say like, I'm just wasting their money by fixing things that don't fit me. Cause I was naturally always like very skinny. I have extremely fast metabolism and I always had a larger chest, which in a lot of ways, wasn't the model look, but when I was younger, people were like, Oh my gosh, she, looks like a model. She's got the face. She's got the like tiny little body. And everybody just kept on telling me I needed to be this thing. And I didn't understand that. So when I started making my own clothes, I was like, how do I show my clothes off? So fast forward to college, there was a fashion program and I started doing um, a lot of my own pieces for the fashion show production class. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of other people got involved in it and it just turned into this whole thing where I was like, okay, like now what do I do next? Like I'm sitting here doing all these school runway shows. And one day once Instagram became a thing because I remember clear as day when people were like talking about this platform and they're like, what is it? It's when you can share your photos to people all around the world. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, And that's kind of ultimately how it started was like purely through Instagram coming from like college area because I took my senior photos with my friends and from there jumped into it into college for um, runway and then it turned into completely photo shoots after photo shoots after photo shoots traveling whether it was a car whether it was a plane a train whatever it was like people were messaging me and asking me to like come to where they were to work with them and I was like all right I'll play ball I'll yes. try it to- <laughs> it was more or less just making sure that these were real people um because the first person that ever messaged me um I told my parents and they were just kind of like just make sure you know you meet them in public first before you you know invite them into your apartment you're you're about to be you know 19 years old like you don't know who this man is so met him became one of my best friends still to this day I owe him everything because me working with him for the first initial photo shoot was what legitimately like sped up my career like people saw him shoot me and then they just everybody and their cousin wanted to work with me and it just went AWOL from there wow yeah i love this story
1: too because i think the modeling industry that's a very uh common thing right you'll work with somebody and then all of a sudden everyone will see your work and everyone will want to work with you or book you as a client um our clients will want to book you excuse me um so it's very important you know i love i love that story for you and i think it's so important too that you should align on that too because um i think especially in this industry i think people are like well is it true that models just kind of make it just overnight and i wouldn't say overnight but it does happen very rapidly sometimes
0: oh yeah like I feel like that situation for me happened so fast that my head just kind of like completely wrapped around the entire thing I was like oh this person wants to do this with me this person wants to do that and I was working full-time job at the time I was going to school full-time so anytime that I had free time I just went I just jumped the gun went to travel wherever I needed to got what I needed and just showed up and it took many years of me doing that because I'm from a very small country town in upstate New York. So with that being said, there wasn't a lot of opportunity there to do what I was doing and combining the clothing and the modeling, the modeling kind of took a little bit more of the foreground and the clothing was put on the back burner so I didn't really invest a lot of time into making my own clothing for you know, an actual career because up there, it's not like you're walking around finding investors that like want to see your clothing line jump off right. unless you're the one investing in it. And up there, I mean, I made good money, but I did not make enough for me to figure out what was the next step in clothing. So they came, they came really hand in hand because I feel like with my modeling, I was able to always like, if somebody wanted to do an idea and I wanted to make this item of clothing, like, I was like, okay, I made it. Now i got to find somebody to help me shoot it and capture what I made on top of me modeling it. Or people would message me and say, I want to do this idea. Or I would get hired to do a specific idea, but they needed me to provide the wardrobe because I made clothes. So I was like, okay, I'll make it. So it really, it really became such a narrative to my modeling was like i got to be on top of wardrobe and it it was it made it a lot more fun that's for sure yeah, definitely. And
1: you have a lot of clients um, as well that you've worked with, especially well-known clients too. Um, you've done work with Asian Provocator, you've done Playboy. um, And these are just obviously a few because, you know, your client book is wild.
0: <laughs> I feel like it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, especially without an agency. Like, I don't know right. how I got. I got so... I don't want to say the word is lucky because I definitely don't think it was luck at all. It was so many years of just working my absolute tail off to the point where like I wouldn't sleep at night and I was just either excited from the moment I stepped into a room knowing that I was going to be doing something to the moment where I went to bed where I was just like okay what's next what am I going to do like that was so much fun that made me so happy like what do I do next to like keep this feeling so it almost became like a very healthy addiction. At times, I can't say it was the most healthy, but like it definitely became something where I just was like, I want to keep doing this because I learned early on that this is a very temporary career. You can do it for as long as you want to, and as long as you, you know, maintain yourself and keep yourself healthy, um, both mentally and physically. But at that point, it's just like there is unfortunately a cutoff for everyone in this type of industry, and I just try to. Remind myself that so that way when I do get into something, I give it my all because that's a moment that someday I'm going to look back and be like, wow, that was so much fun. I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I gave everybody like 110% because if I fell short, like that was on me, that was never on them. Right, right. Yeah. Elementality, I feel like you have a very good work ethic.
1: Um, and you take part in the work ethic as well. Um, and you are basically, I mean, you do self-manage yourself and I find that so incredible because I think many people are very intimidated by that, especially nowadays. Um, but you can self-manage yourself and have a successful modeling career. You are living proof of that. Um, so as far as self-managing yourself and really being, you know, I guess your own advocate as well in this industry, What are some tips and pointers that you can really say have helped you along your journey, but
0: also have helped you excel within your career as a model? So one of the biggest takeaways that I have had in this career, and I say this about everything, but I ultimately say this about, you know, the industry itself and, you know, spearheading it for ultimately you, because at the end of the day, whether we're facing a job or a person or a friendship, whatever it may be, um, you are always, this sounds really bad, but like, it, it's not, I promise you, cause I'll get to the point. Um, but you are always the product that you are selling, whether you're trying to sell someone on your kindness or your work ethic or your talents, whatever it may be, like you are always showcasing yourself and you invest Or we, we hopefully can say that a lot of people, the best investment that they can make is in themselves. So whether you're trying to start a business or whether you're trying to, you know, become healthier in the gym, whatever your premise may be. And in the fashion industry, I see everybody teeter-tottering and you're always... You know, going towards what the client wants or what your agency wants or what you need or what you want or what's the next look or how to stay relevant, sufficient, whatever is coming your way or whatever you need to deal with. And the other phrase that I will say is like being selfish when you want to be or no, sorry being selfish when you need to be and selfless when you want to be, because a lot of people have used me as a resource and they come to me for photographers, makeup artists, hairstylists, or even just opportunities where they're like, is this safe? Um, What can you tell me about this thing that you did or this person you worked with? And I give out as much information as I need to, Because I want to make sure that I keep everybody safe. I keep everybody happy that people have the information they need from me. But when it comes down to it, ultimately, I have helped so many people get a lot of the same opportunities I have had because I told them, if you do this, if you do that, if you put the work in, if you just navigate this here and there, that if they listen and they actually do what I tell them they can do to achieve what I also have. The only person that's going to put that work in is them. Like I can right. give them everything down to a T that they need. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the one that can, you know, hold their hand through their career. Right. And I want to make sure that I can give them everything they they need from me to achieve everything that I have that they want. And I've noticed that sometimes that has kind of taken me back a little bit where I lost out on something because I gave so much of my energy and time to someone that I actually started missing out on things. So I pulled back a little bit. I still do it. I won't lie. I still do it. But at the same time, I learned that like, I can't just keep on rolling with the punches for other people. Like I have to roll for the punches with myself first. And then if I can really designate the time to help, you know, five other people, then I'll, I'll definitely do it um so it's it's really about your own self-worth your self-happiness at the end of the day and there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish or as long as you don't get you know conceited or egotistical along the way I think that's the most important thing because like it's good to be proud of yourself and what you achieve and it's good to talk about the things that you've done because you don't know what things that you've done that are gonna make other people really get out of their shell and be like, well, I want to do that too. Like, how can I do that? Like you might meet the most ambitious person and you might meet the most lazy person, but you could actually change that for them. Cause I have, I can honestly say that leading up until this point, I, it has not been a cakewalk, the amount of things that have happened to me, but the amount of things that I've also surpassed to get to where I am. And, I can honestly say that about anybody who achieves any of their successes in this life is that the amount of things that you had to give up and do and go through to even get close or even near the points that you wanted your entire life like I didn't think that Playboy was ever going to know who I was and here I am like <laughs> yeah, we're totally. we're chatting you know yeah. we actually have conversation like I never pictured that for me and at the end of the day I come home I come to my little bedroom and I have my sewing machine and my plants and all my you know real day activities that I do I go to work nine to five and at the end of the day it's like this is what I have to show for it in material items and then it's just like but when I look back and I play the memories in my head I'm like holy crap like that was so much fun and like I think those are some of the most important key points is like Invest in yourself because you are always going to be the product that you're selling to anybody for any scenario in your life. So be happy with the product that you are producing. Be happy with yourself, your brain, your work ethic, your talents, your skills. Be happy with all those things. And to also showcase your pride and allow it to be something that where it can fuel you, but it can also fuel others. Like those, those are ultimately like my most valuable lessons that i've learned
1: yeah well very well said i'm like wow i'm taking mental notes right now i know i'm like i'm
0: I'm like i'm catching myself in the middle of the conversations and i'm like wait (laughs) i've been talking for like five minutes
1: it's all valuable though i mean i'm happy that you're talking for you know that long because we you know these are things that people need to hear especially in this industry um because no as you and i both know you've been in this industry for a while i've been in this industry for a while Mm -hmm. no one gives you a handbook on modeling. No, no one. And that's, I mean, no one gives you a handbook on really any career as far as like mentality and everything like that. But especially in the modeling industry, there is a lot of wandering around and really figuring things out for yourself. Um, and there isn't much structure or guidance. Um, Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of things that I think many people can take from this because you've experienced this. I mean, you're, you're one of those people that, you know, you, you put yourself in this industry and you learned as you went and you're still learning as you're going and you're just experiencing the experience. And I think that's the best learning lesson that you can have as not just a model, but also as an individual in this career.
0: Mm -hmm. And not only that, but if somebody were to really give us a handbook, would we actually read it? Right. (laughs) Like that's precisely the point is like if somebody put this giant paperback book in front of my face and said, this is everything you're going to need to know for the next 10 years of your career doing this. And I'll be like, okay, like, who are you to tell me? Like, if somebody handed me that at 18 years old, I probably would have been like, yeah, you're funny. Like, (laughs) I'm just gonna, you know, figure it out. So Ideally, it's like, no, we learn from each other. We learn from like doing, we learn from seeing it because the amount of people that have, like I said, come to me and asked for like references. It's like, I was never dishonest with them. If somebody was bad news, I told them they were bad news, but even then they don't show up on my feed. They don't show up on my website. I don't promote people if they are bad people or if they've done something bad to me or if I even heard something where it was proven to be true and it's just like that's a learning skill the amount of people that I know that don't ask for references and just show up you know completely like la-di-da I'm just like oh my gosh because I I was that person I used to show up in the middle of nowhere hours away no one knew where I was location wasn't a thing at the time and I'm just like I am so glad that nobody killed me <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, like, in the middle of the woods. I met someone at a motel and we're still friends to this day, but I'm like, holy crap. Like the fact that I actually allowed myself to do that. Um, so that's like one of the biggest things, too, is like people don't even do that. And that's like one of the biggest learning lessons you could have, especially if you're doing something freelance or if you're meeting with a client and you hear bad things about this client, but you know, you need to go make that paycheck. It's just like, at that point, is it really worth it? Like, is the money worth it or is your, you know, your humanity? Yeah, very well said. Yeah. And there are a lot of um, dangerous
1: circumstances that come along with this industry that, I mean, I've heard of myself from other people that I've known within the industry, even like my close friends I've told mm-hmm. stories um there's always going to be those things present um fortunate, unfortunate but it's true
0: yeah so that's just one of the biggest takeaways I have too is like we learn from each other's careers and we learn by seeing what other people are doing or what and I mean realistically like I can't necessarily say that I dive into the comparison game thank god because like it's, I see it take away so many people's, like, happiness, and that's another thing that I think I wanted to touch base on, too, is, like, we all can truly have what each other has within, within, you know, grounds. Like, it's not like I'm going to be, you know, Zendaya. I'm not trying to be an actress, so how would I possibly ever achieve the things that she has? I'm not going to, because I don't want to go down that career path, but in, in retrospect to that is like, we, we see what other people are doing. And instead of saying, like, oh, my gosh, I love that. We're like, how do I get that? I want that. I want this. I want that. And it's more or less just like, what do you see yourself doing? What can you do? Not I want, it's what can you do to achieve that? It's not like I want that, give it to me because we're such in a society where people are like so desensitized to like, how do I get it as fast as I can for as little money as possible? And it's just like the money that you spend is an investment in yourself and that person. And your time is so valuable. I think that's one of the most valuable things you can have. So it's like how much time do you need to put in to get to that point? Hopefully not more than, more than you want to spend, but yeah. I mean, time's valuable, so.
1: Yeah, time is, yeah. I, I can't agree with you on that more. Um, it's yeah. True. It's so true. So true. I would rather oh.
0: waste $100 than waste 100 hours. That's for sure.
1: So true. So true. true. I feel the same way, Um, you know, because time is so valuable and time goes by so fast. I mean, I remember, you know, starting out in this industry 10 years ago. Where did the 10 years go? You know what I mean? Oh my
0: gosh, yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm, yeah. I mean, I think this is my... This is my uh oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even want to like date myself, but like this is <laughs> I think this is my twelfth year. Yeah. Yeah. It goes by fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I sit here and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's like, you'll, you'll
1: sit back for a minute. And, oh, wait, 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 that was 10 years. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it just goes by in an instant and you can't yeah. really keep track of it. Cause it just, again, it's like, it, it goes by so fast. Um, and I also wanted to speak with you about your own personal style as well. Um, because you are very, and I always love having versatile models on the show with so many versatile portfolios and books, but your image as far as your own style and the way that you portray yourself within your work as a model is very admirable because you don't just stick to one thing. You're doing fashion editorials, you're doing beauty editorials, you're doing boudoir, you're doing, you know, all these different facets of the industry. Um, And I think my biggest question for you that I think so many people are curious about is how do you balance everything out but also stay consistent and cohesive to your brand as an individual?
0: Oh my gosh. If, if I knew the answer, I would tell you in a heartbeat. Um, no, I, I feel like I know some, some instances about it is, and this isn't a knock at anything in regards to the industry. It's just me not being in an agency for a very long time. Um, like I did just try to sign with a mother agency, um, not to give too much information on that, but it's not working. Um, so. Which is normal, That it's yeah. not going to work yeah. Out. yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's okay. And it doesn't make me a bad person. I'm a bad person. It's just like, okay, wrong fit, wrong time, wrong place. But when I moved to the city almost three years ago, I was just kind of like, okay, now that I'm here, like, let me get myself to a point where I could potentially sign with an agency. Because how I see it is like, I'm still sometimes referred to as, you know, right off the street. Even with my career behind me, you know, sometimes people really do look at me in that, in that light. And I understand that. It's not like I'm walking in being like, here, I've done this, I've worked with this person, whatever. It's like, no, like, I still need to sell them on who I am, and what I possibly bring to the table. It doesn't matter if I worked with, you know, some famous photographers, or that I got this amazing opportunity. It's the sense of, okay, what am I providing for them right then and there in that time. So it's kind of almost like going in with a clean slate every single time it's like don't sell them on the past 12 years sell them on me right here right now um and that's not always the key but it's like it's kind of like how i try to drive myself to it but um in regards to that is like i've noticed from you know my perspective and i mean this is me being, you know, in front of agencies and talking with them. And I have I have noticed that sometimes they put models, you know, in a, into a category. And I understand that because how are you supposed to sell someone to their clients from a book without even knowing their personality, knowing their stats, knowing what they look like, knowing what they have done for, like, a lot of their looks? And, I mean, you're not going to sell a super athletic, like muscle toned model to Versace, you're not going to do it. Um, If you're going to do that, you're going to sell her to Nike and Under Armour. And if you're going to sell somebody who does strictly lingerie for a denim commercial, it's like, okay, it sometimes it just it doesn't add up. So for me, I have luckily had the advantage where no one has put me in a box except for myself. Like only I can really navigate. Okay. Where am I going to go? I have never disallowed myself from doing something that I knew was going to make me happy or just picturing a photo idea in my head or like an editorial shoot or a magazine cover. Like every time I pictured it in my head, it was always concise on configuring the wardrobe with the location, like I never picked wardrobe until I saw the location first, or if I knew what we were getting into, because I always tried to really make sure that those things aligned. I'm not going to wear a hot pink dress in the middle of the woods; like it just doesn't make sense. Um, so I always try to consider all those factors, and not putting myself in a box has really helped me, like achieve a little bit more of like self portrayal. Because no matter what, even if I'm shooting something that I'm not necessarily comfortable in, it's not my regular, you know, look or whatever, it comes down to the sense of how do I make it my own? How do I turn this into a complete acting experience? Because modeling incorporates a lot of acting. And just because I may look like a boss in some photo, or I look completely sensual in a lingerie photo, whatever it may be. I could have been groggy and upset that entire day, but you still see the look on my face. I could have been smiling in a photo, and it's just like, wow, okay. But I probably, like, I don't know, cried two hours before that. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's the sense of as soon as you get on that set, you become a different thing. Like, I wouldn't even say person. Like, you become this character, but not too far off from yourself just what you're trying to be and it's like okay I have to be sensual I channel that I try to really portray a lot of emotion in my shots and I'm not saying you know all my shots are amazing but I think that after every single one that I've ever seen I try to find some pride in the fact that I was able to achieve that like I did evoke some type of emotion or feeling whether it was for myself or other people that are going to view that and that was always ultimately how I tried to balance it between wardrobe location like how I felt that day and if it wasn't on par then I would necessarily not dismiss it it's just I would prioritize okay I need to show up I need to be here I need to work and channel what I'm feeling right now in this moment because this moment I will not get back Mm-hmm. So if I sit here and I'm angry, but I'm trying to look, like, happy or sensual in a photo, it's going to show in the photo. And I right. don't want to ruin that for myself. I don't want to ruin it for the person I'm working with. Like, I, that's ultimately how I have found ways of balancing is just trying to bring myself back to that moment in time and, like, kind of retreat from the clouds because I live up there quite often. So Yeah. <laughs>
1: Definitely, definitely, yeah. Again, this is this is information that needs to be heard. Um, you know, I think as far as your own creative direction as well. I always love to touch on this within my episodes. Uh, is would, would you find creative direction challenging, or would you find it more of a go with the flow, you know, type of thing? How do you really navigate your own creative direction?
0: So, in a lot of ways, it really depends circumstantial whether it's if I'm working on a set and someone is. You know, hiring me to do something very specific, I always allow prioritization of their creative de- direction to take full reign. Um, I try to include as much as I can from my personal like perspective and opinions because I don't want them to shoot me in a way that I'm not necessarily going to be proud of. But I also don't want them to capture something that they might not be either. Like, if I know that something's, like, you know, not flattering or disingenuous from what I want to do or what I'm comfortable doing, like, I'm never going to, like, take that away from them. But I also want to give them, like, as much full reign as they possibly can have within, you know, some kind of magnitude. And then when it comes to, like, spearheading my own creative direction, it's... It kind of is a little bit of a reiteration of what I just stated with, um, like how I'm trying to really establish something. But again, it comes down to like half the time I don't even I don't even fixate on what the shoot's going to be until I see what the like variables are. So right. if if it's a location, if it's a specific outfit that they want, then I'm like, okay, what location will look good for this outfit? Like I always try. To really navigate as much as I can through all the variables and consider every single one, because creative direction, like it is, it is difficult. Um, but it's also, I think, very important if you find the right person to work with to achieve the potential of what you're trying to establish with that creative direction. Because if I hire a film photographer to shoot, you know, a morning light set with me like where it's just the sun's coming through but they might not be able to capture that as well as somebody who has you know a mirrorless lens and I mean we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of you know photography and all that stuff it's just um it's knowing who you're going to work with how you're going to work with them why like there's been people who I've messaged on certain bases where we just kind of we agree that they may not be the person for that type of thing. Or we possibly consider, you know, doing a different idea that they have in their cachet or vice versa, me to them. So a lot of times people are actually hiring me because they want my, my vision. Like they're not even hiring me for what they want. They're hiring me because they're like, well, you can do this. You can get your wardrobe. You can do your hair, your makeup. You can find a location that you want to shoot in. We can, do the ideas that you have like people sometimes are hiring me just for that and i'm like that's how i know i've become successful is because these people are actually hiring me down to a t of everything that i'm known to be good at that i portray in my work and i think that's like the most important thing to like kind of be reminded of at least personally but um sometimes people put their full faith in me (laughs) and i just i do my best to make sure that I just work hard at it when I'm there. Um, Cause yeah, creative direction. It can be a doozy. Yeah, <laughs> it can be. Definitely. I can
1: totally agree with you on that. And I do want to, you know, tap into your fashion designing as well. You are a fashion designer. Um, which I think is so cool. I have seen your work. um, Read the label is your company. I'm just so impressed, not only with you, but also your drive. I think that's also really cool that you've been able to come up with um, this whole line, really, in this company. Um, What was your inspiration to,
0: A, become a fashion designer, and B, launch a line in the way that you did? So... When I was younger, like I said, when I was about eight, nine years old, I was so small. Nothing ever fit me. And I was a tailor at first. Okay. And it turned into me wanting to make my own stuff because I was like, I can't keep working on clothes that other people have already made. But being a tailor actually helped me really understand the construction of garments because I was like ultimately trying to take some of them apart to make them fit me the way that Mm. they were going to fit me to flatter me. And when I was growing up as well, I also was like building furniture and those kind of came hand in hand because a lot of it was based on the construction of items. So like you can't really put a sleeve on unless you have a base and you can't really put windows in a wall unless you have the wall first. Um, So it just came down to those types of thinking because I wanted to go to school to be an engineer and I didn't. I just stuck with what I knew and tried to get better at it and become More concise with that. Um, And later on down the road, um, when I went to school, I double majored for fashion and business, but kind of stepped away from that for a while and worked in a healthcare field for a couple years. And that job really funded me getting to the city. And the city just like threw me in. Like as soon as I got here, I did a New York Fashion Week show with my own collection. I walked for other designers and I was like, oh my gosh, I just got here. So that was pretty cool. Um, But I will say the designing – the designing was a funny story because I was actually just talking to one of my old friends from high school about this. When I was in high school, I actually got a scholarship because in high school, my friend's parents, my friends, my teachers, my teacher's friends were all buying stuff from me. They were hiring me to tailor things for them. They were buying you know, stuff that I would make, whether it was like the fabric backpacks that I was designing and making and reselling to them, like during school hours, no less. And then like, I was making curtains, I was making pillows, blankets, like you name it, I was making things for people, whatever they wanted. Um, And it was so funny, like, my high school gave me a scholarship for a business award, because I was actually running a business In and through my high school. Because I wasn't just sitting in my classes. Like this is from like 16 to 18. Or actually like 15 to 18. And I was like. I'm pretty sure like looking back now. I'm like I'm pretty sure that was illegal. But I was a minor. And nobody told (laughs) me it was wrong. So instead they just gave me a scholarship. To go to school. To finish school. um, For basically running my own business. In high school. But nobody told me no. Nobody told me to stop. But I think that was ultimately what wanted me to keep going. So again, as Instagram started um, to come, become a thing and people saw me making clothes for myself and like taking Pinterest photos and just looking at it for 20 minutes and making the exact garment, um, people started messaging me like left and right. And they were like, can you make this for me? And I would work with them on brands that they shopped at. And been like, what size t-shirt do you buy? What size jeans do you buy? And I would look at the measurements of those specific pieces that they would shop at. Because these are people in like Texas and Milan that are messaging me. And um, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm making them the piece and I'm sending them in the mail. So like, that's it. Like, I made them the garment and it's gone. It goes directly to their house. They paid for it. And I don't know anything until they they receive that item. And I was just like, how do I turn this into a thing? And I'm still working on all of the details. I work in the fashion industry. Now I'm learning about manufacturing and how to start a brand. So I'm kind of getting like ultimately a paid education at my job right now, because a lot of the stuff I'm learning at my job is stuff that I did not learn in college. And it was nothing against my college professors. It's just it was a two year school and they didn't have the amount of criteria to go through in the time frame that we needed and realistically i'm trying to apply that to really achieve all my goals with turning my actual clothing brand into a an actual manufactured ready to sell brand. Because up until this point, it's all just been me on my little sewing machine with my little hands just wanting to do all these things that are stuck inside my brain. Um, but I'm learning every day. And the most important thing is it's never too late to start something, even if it's been on your mind for years. So I'm actually working with my co-workers on starting our own clothing brand. And it will feature some of the designs that I've made, but also their designs as well. And it may not have my name on it, but I am one of the lead designers for this brand and I'll be promoting it the same way that I promote my own. So it just kind of comes hand in hand is like, I'm learning by doing right now, but I'm also like learning something new every single day. Sometimes five new things every day at this job, but it's setting me up for success to really become a better designer. Yeah, it's a full circle moment, you know,
1: Um, no, that's incredible. That's, that's beautiful. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I know how difficult the fashion industry is to not only get into as a model, uh, but also a designer as well. Um, So I think that's very awesome that you've been able to really balance both in a way that is so individualistic to you, but also self-expressive to you in your journey as well. Because as we all know, creativity and expression should be a celebration. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do believe that's been really what your journey has been for you is really a celebration, which I love.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Like, I can totally wait. I can absolutely wait until the day I'm 80. But I'm so excited for the day, because I'm gonna look back and be like, damn, like, yeah, definitely that that was too cool. I hope my kids become cooler than me, honestly, at that point. Like, <laughs> I, I want my kids to be as cool as I am. I want them to go skydiving. I want them to learn six languages, because like, that's stuff that I have not done. Um, but Ideally, it's just like, I just want to show people that sometimes your circumstances are not going to define you. Because if I did that, I would have nothing that I have right now in front of me, like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, very well said. Very well said. Uh, no, I love everything that you've said so far
1: um, in this interview. This is probably one of my favorite interviews, to be honest. <laughs> don't tell <laughs> the others. <laughs> yeah, don't tell the others. <laughs> no, everybody is incredible on this platform. I just really resonate with what you're saying. Um, I, you know, you're such a multifaceted. You've been doing this for a long time. I, I can relate to you, not just you know, woman to woman, but also within your journey. Um, so, right, I mean, this whole interview, I've been nodding my head. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's it's very very really, uh, you know very familiar for me so yeah absolutely so we're going to move on to rapid fire questions are you ready
0: okay yeah absolutely I mean hopefully I can uh I can do them justice because sometimes I have a very foul mouth so like I'm gonna make sure that I keep it super professional yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely I keep my wits about me I guess yeah,
1: yeah definitely okay who is your dream
0: client Oh, gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But um, I've, I legitimately don't think about them ever. Um, but I honestly feel like I would do truthfully guess. Because yeah. I, I have, I know I have a body, but I know that I can do so much with my face. And the guest girls just always have this illuminating thing about them. But um, I only drew a blank because I was like, oh my gosh, what's their name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely,
1: yeah. I love guests as well. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this too and agree with me on this, is there, there's mm-hmm. so much, there's a different, you know, essence of guests. Um, yeah. You know, whether we're talking about, you know, Anna Nicole Smith or, you know, we're talking about, you know, Gigi Hadid or, you know, someone that's that's done it. Um, and, you know, I feel like the whole, you know, guests you know franchise if you will or the whole company as a whole it really holds this magic about it mm-hmm. um, that no other brand can really you know copy or really absolutely do. and if um, you had yeah. if
0: you had asked me a couple years ago about playboy like if you and like that would have been the answer but it's like i already did that so it's like when you achieve a dream you don't just stop there you're just like okay what what can i make a new dream so like when you hear it, like sometimes the word, like the phrase guest girl just like it sits in my brain and it's still always been a thing. You know, like Playboy Playmate. It's like I'm not a Playmate, but I'm affiliated with Playboy now. And it's just like I made it. What's next? So yeah, but that, that that's true. That's still incredible. A, still a dream in my head, you know? So it's it's there.
1: Yeah. When you shop for Playboy, and this is also true, I actually want to pick you around this, too. When you shop for Playboy, what was the experience because i mean i've I'm, many of my own friends have shot for playboy whether they've done test shoots or they've actually done actual mm-hmm. you know pictorials are
0: centerfolds you weren't a centerfold right um not yet um not but, yet so basically what happened with them was i didn't so this is this is the like thing that sometimes people don't know about them is sometimes you shoot directly with them and sometimes they pick up your work and they were like we want it like they message and they're like we want this work to be ours how do we get it from you and um I've been I've been talking to them so we'll see when they put me you know in front of one of their lenses um but realistically up until this point it's just been like they see my work and they're like oh my god we want this to be ours like can we have this work of yours and you know showcase you promote you however it is so I'm still I'm still waiting for that phone call of them being like come shoot with us but um they are like they've become fast fans of mine like and they have very much said this and reiterated it to me so it's more or less like oh my god like I was their fan and now they're fans of me like this is this is so cool yeah (laughs) and they've and they've given me opportunities to meet people on their team and whatnot, so I'm just waiting for that big, big moment, you know? So, like, it it almost it feels like as successful as, like, working with them directly, because I've gotten, I've hit, like, a bunch of points, you know, like a bunch of check marks. So, um, but I'm waiting for, like, the big, big moments to come of it, and I just feel like they're legitimately at my grasp, so... Um. When that happens, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. That's
1: incredible. Um. I think that's most, I don't want to say all models dreams, but anybody involved in the glamour part of modeling yeah. or boudoir, uh, that is a, a dream for many of those, many of those models. Um, I love the old uh I'm sure I mean I'm sure you you're familiar, very familiar with the old centerfolds from let's just say the 90s. Oh my or gosh, 80s, yeah, the Playboy. Uh you know, photographer Arnie Frytag, I don't know if you're familiar. Um mm-hmm. he's been working with Playboy for I don't know if he works with them anymore, but he worked with playboy for years and his work has always been iconic you know you have the gold light
0: and the lighting and you know it's it's just this glamorous experience um oh no absolutely when you see it you just like no it's completely yeah. categorized in <laughs> it and absolutely i think that it's very important that like to remember that this is all a part of our history too is like they were some of the, they were the big timers and they still considerably are like, they still don't have necessarily a true competitor. Like Maxim's pretty close. And like when it goes hand in hand with like, right. who is, you know, up there in the same way with them. And like even Maxim, I've been, you know, kind of in cahoots with them for a little while working on something. Um, hopefully a Maxim USA cover. Um, I'm sitting here waiting for it because it's in the talks um so that's coming up too and then um what else there's a lot of people that like me <laughs> But they like don't show interest in working with me, which is totally okay. I'll totally call them out on it. But at the same time, it's like, but I adore them. And we have conversations like, um, like Treats is one of them. Penthouse is cool. They like me, but I don't think they've ever really had any interest in working with me just because we have different tastes in mind. Um, but like Treats is like, oh my gosh. Because when you think of Treats, you think of like Candace Swainpool on the cover, Emily Radotowski, like you think of like those big names. Yeah. Because they were on the covers. But um, it's the same thing. Like, these are all competitors. But right. They're, or, like, but, the GQ. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, like, even with um, – what is it? There's a Normal magazine. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that publication.
1: No, I haven't. Um, I it, It's funny because a lot of these I know, a lot of these I don't. I'm more familiar with the fashion editorial, such as okay. you know, Bizarre, Glamour, Vogue, obviously – um things like that because that's more my my market what i've marketed
0: as oh yeah exactly like Um, with um with normal it's a little bit more on the verge of like they show a lot of sensuality but they also show a lot of fashion as well and most of the most of the time it features more celebrity works than anything and like when i was told i got normal i was like oh my gosh this is awesome um Rihanna was on the cover so I was like sick so Ah. it was just kind of like all right let's see what's going on here and it was like some of my fine art stuff where I actually was dressed up as um Marilyn Monroe because I was supposed to like I look like her and my friends that I worked with they did like this whole set they build all their sets they have this woman make their wigs they have a makeup artist come in and they shoot like the biggest and broadest things you could possibly imagine they dressed me up as like an old time like playboy bunny for one of the shoots because they were like you just you you make it work like you just you are so I'm like okay cool like I'm totally like gung-ho for this we shot at one of the museums in Long Island with like the actual like spaceship prototype and I was just like this is so cool yeah (laughs) so a lot of the opportunities that I've got from just like you know legitimately not really expecting anything from it and then somebody calls you and they're like hey did you know that you're like you have a sliver in vogue like there was a photo of me once in there and I was just like I didn't know but it was like just because one of my friends had received the issue and they're like your photo's in there and I was like oh okay well news to me so so cool but it's like, nobody tells you that you got these things. It's just, it kind of falls into your lap and you're just like, oh, I wasn't really aiming for that, but thanks, Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, But totally. But here's to hoping that all these like little dreams just become like, you know, they continue to become more achievable. Yeah, definitely. And have you done sports? I want to ask, you, have you done Sports Illustrated yet? Oh my gosh. I mean, they they definitely were always on the list. I have been trying to catch their interest for years. Nothing has ever bit. They have never. I'm shocked at that because I see where they're going with a lot of things. They're all about inclusivity, and it's just like, and I don't say this in any way, shape, or form to completely dilute myself at all whatsoever. It's the sense of, am I just another, you know, big-breasted, skinny brunette on their roster? And it's like, I know I'm not. It's just when you look from the surface area, you're like, okay, who exactly are you? Oops, sorry. Who exactly are you, you know, dealing yeah, with? Exactly. And it's just like, I don't want to be portrayed at that as that, but it's like, sometimes you just got to hope that the right people bite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things too, where, uh, you know, I always like to tell people, and maybe you can agree with me on this, is never limit yourself to just one client or one you know mindset in this industry um you know keep your options open you might have a dream client and have your heart set on the dream client for years and years and years or months on end um but that dream client might not even you know come your way um so you know be careful where you manifest in in a way i mean manifestation i mean i'm so big into manifestation but it's not always going to work out so because of that never never limit yourself and keep your options open
0: Exactly. And for someone like me, is like, especially when I don't have anybody helping me navigate my career, it's kind of the name of the game. It's like, if you don't at least look at every opportunity with open eyes, you don't know what you're going to miss. Right. Yeah, very true. Very true. Especially in this industry, because this industry moves so fast.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know... It can be very difficult sometimes to keep up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. And lastly, if
0: you could change anything about the modeling industry, what would it be and why? I think one of the biggest things that I want to say, and I mean, I feel like it is changing, is the ideals behind like the inclusivity is I see right now, and this is me in no way shape or form I always will say this because I don't know you know who's who it's gonna pinch and who it's not you know so in the sense of like right now they're looking for women and men who have like very particular things about them like they're looking for albino they're looking for african-american they're looking for like indian and like the thing is it's just like it's I think inclusive inclusivity should always be just completely all over the board relevant all the time, not just like, okay, well, we're just going to completely disregard this entire cache of kinds of people to look for these ones. And it's just like, there's always going to be people looking for what you're now, you know, diluting a little bit. And I think everybody has a place in this industry that wants to be in it. And, you have so many different people from all walks of life, from all different ethnicities and backgrounds, and different types of looks and even like skill sets. And realistically, I just think that that's something that should always stay relevant. Like, it shouldn't just be like, let's just, you know, knock a couple 5,000 different types of people away because we're looking for these three. Um, it's more just trying to make it to where that never becomes a thing where it's just like, you're always going to have a place. You're always going to have people that want to work with you because they're looking for people like that. Like they might be looking for a specific person for a job and that's okay. But the specific person's not going to be out there unless you give them the opportunity to be out there. And sometimes I find that a little limiting for those who are like, well, If they wanted me five months ago, they weren't able to find me, you know, because it's just it's almost like some things may have got a little put on the back burner. But sometimes I think that that's hard with this industry is because it is important to have the relevance factor at play. But I don't know. I feel like people lose out a little bit more when that's something that becomes a little bit more heightened.
1: Do you feel that the industry has changed, um, you know, drastically or not drastically since you started your career?
0: I think that it has changed a lot, and especially for the better, too, is because (laughs) you see a lot of women, men, and everyone in between because they're now including people who are wanting to be perceived as how they feel. And that is going to ultimately be an adjustment through our society from now till future to come. Like, that's just, this is the new age. This is people who are finally getting chances to really fully express themselves. And I think that that's important to also consider because you're not just seeing people being betrayed as like one thing or another. Like, you can actually see a fully feminine woman wear a men's suit. And she's going to look like a boss, okay? She's going to look masculine and feminine at the same time. And then I have a friend who goes around wearing these beautiful Renaissance dresses. And he looks amazing. <laughs> he wow. looks incredible. He, he wears them better than I probably would. I would probably look like an actor lost from the Little House on the Prairie set. And he just <laughs> like, he really just, I can't picture him wearing anything else because he just wears them so well. So it's like, why would I, why would I ever want to take that away from him? But like, I think the fashion industry is becoming something bigger, better, and broader for everyone who is seeing it firsthand, but also the people that are getting involved. And I just think that that in itself is a beautiful thing. And like, people can have their beliefs, people can be in their religious standpoints. And I think that that's an important thing to always have, you know, as you go through life and whatever people are raised as but at the same time i think that kind of showcases a little bit more of the humanity behind it it's like these people want to feel a certain way and if you don't allow people to feel their feelings they eventually start to feel like they're not valued they're not human and that's so important is just to remember that we're humans we're on a floating rock in space like it doesn't need to be that serious like we should be having fun <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, fashion has no rules. It, you know, sh- should never have any rules. Um, you know, it's really a celebration of, you know, expression and art, you know, and, um, you know, I think, I think, too, I think, you know, throughout the years, the industry has moved in a very, uh, you know, more diverse direction, but in a way that also, um, you know, gives people platforms to express themselves on more of a genuine level as well. And um, I really hope to see more of that because I, I love seeing it personally. I love it. It's, uh, it's like, you know, witnessing um, just this beautiful parade of uh, life, you know.
0: Exactly. And like you said, it really is ultimately becoming a celebration. Is like these big brands are still celebrating. They've been around for years They could have easily said, okay, we're done. You know, like it's time for, you know, our teams to retire and whatnot. And it's like, no, they're still going at it. And then you have small brands that are coming out of the woodwork that are like, well, we want to do this too. And we have models who are like, I have just met people who like, I don't understand why they weren't modeling in the first place. And they're like, oh, this is my first time doing this. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I just never thought about it till now. And like Now they're going to experience like the beauty behind it, like meeting all these people and getting all these like connections and going through the motions and traveling and seeing what it really can bring to their lives. Because I did not ultimately have any girlfriends before I started modeling. Funny enough, you would think it'd be the other way around, but it's like I never met a more supportive kind of women until I started modeling. That was when I truly started meeting the women that I needed to have around me. And don't get me wrong, I had women before that in my life that were amazing. It's just I met more of like the people that really made sense for me. And like, I don't know, we just, I actually have girlfriends now. Cause before that, I was always, you know, a boy's girl. I was always hanging out with my brother and his friends. And, I yeah. lived with ultimately all brothers for a very long time in my life. So I was like the tomboy in a, in a pretty dress. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, for me, I've met so many amazing women in this industry that have just really uplifted me and have really, you know, stood by me as my tribe, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know there's been so many women that are just so beautiful and and they're so you know beautifully gifted and talented and you know there's no gatekeeping there's no negative energy it's all very you know honest and pure and real and mm-hmm. raw and candid and You know, there's this just energy that is just so, uh, you know, bright and alive and it's inspiring, honestly. And I've had so many women, not just models that I've met, but, you know, fashion designers too that just inspire me every day, Um, you know, and I'm just so grateful for that.
0: Exactly. And like, I feel like the rarity is finding people that aren't like that. That's truly the new, the new norm is like people who aren't like that are actually very hard to come by. Like- the ones that are like just total mean people, it's yeah, just like well, at that point, it's just like somebody when they act like that, it's just fully a them problem, like they need to work on themselves before they start, you know that's that's usually how I view it it's like as it's if if you're angry, you're not angry with me, you're angry with something you know deep down, like I would love to be your friend, but like circle back to me, you know. <laughs> Yeah,
1: take some new time. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Go to the spa, read a book. Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't go to any like social gatherings for a little while. Just have some peace. Definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Inner pieces should be valued one hundred percent.
0: Exactly, and I think that that's important. Is a lot of people that don't have that usually are those people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just hope. I hope that. Some somebody's kind to them. (laughs) That's what I hope. Definitely. Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining the Model Memo, Alexis. I appreciate you so much. I feel like we've just we touched on so many things and like I think we covered everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, thanks for having me. I would love to chat with you sometime, not on, you know, a podcast and really just like because where where are you located? i Boston. Oh, okay. So you're not too far. No. I no. go out there sometimes. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to let you know next time in New York City. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm here. I mean sometimes. Sometimes I <laughs> yeah, feel like I feel. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm really not here. Like somebody says, like, let's go on this trip. I'm like, oh, again. No. <laughs> T- twist my arm. Why don't you? Like <laughs> Yeah. I I have impulse issues, meaning like if somebody wants me to travel somewhere, why would I say no? Yeah. Why? <laughs> the experience awaits. If anything, yeah. I'm the problem if I say no, you know? Like why would I why <laughs> would I ever be like that? Sounds like a terrible idea. Who, yeah. Who would say that? Yeah. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And also too, where can people find you on social media to connect with you?
0: So my username is pretty much the same crossboard on every single social media to make it easy for them. So that way it's not complicated, but it's um, Lexi underscore Lou underscore third like the supervillain from Superman if anybody is ever so inclined to even know I mean I would hope they at least know that but um, I just was like a big comic book video game nerd growing up still am I just don't have time to do it anymore but oh my gosh If somebody was to sit here and argue with me about DC and Marvel <laughs> uh, they should just leave the room because things are going to get heated so <laughs> <laughs> I love it I will link that all down
1: below So people can connect with you and just see the amazing work that you're putting out. Um, And again, thank you so much for joining. This has been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you for having me. Let's definitely stay in touch outside of this. But I am looking forward to hopefully meeting new people even from this. Because I don't know who's going to listen. But I'm excited to hopefully take this opportunity to get to know you better and possibly meet new people.